What's up, everybody? This is Pastor Darren, and this is the Manhood Moment. I'm going to give you one big idea to help you be a more godly man today. Yeah, but before I get into that, I want to invite you to check out our Substack at christendomchronicle.substack.com. There you can read previous articles and listen to old episodes of this podcast. I think we're coming into the 70s now, so there's quite a few episodes there to listen to. Become a member there, or you can become a subscriber there for free. It doesn't cost anything, um, and you get access to all the content for free. Um, now, if you want to become a paid subscriber, you can support our ministry that way. We appreciate that. We have a handful of people that are paid subscribers, but the content all is available there for free. So go check that out, christendomchronicle.substack.com. Today we're talking about don't let your sons win. And this is so important. I know many of the men that listen to this podcast are raising children, and many of you have sons. I also know many of the men that listen to this podcast are not quite of child-rearing age yet, but you're thinking about how you're going to raise your family. And this point that I want to share with you today has to do specifically with raising sons. And it's a big mistake that's been made in our culture, and I think it has contributed to many of the problems that have happened in my generation and below. And that is the idea that we we don't encourage young men to go out and slay the dragon anymore. We don't encourage young men to go out and win the trophy. We don't encourage them to go out and be victorious. Instead, we have in our culture what are called participation trophies. You get the trophy just for being alive. You get the trophy just for showing up. If you sign up and you show up, you get the trophy, right? And so... Like um, a story that I want to share with you a little bit about this over the course of something that happened in my life um, that relates directly to what I was just talking about here. When I was, um, I think I was eight, my brother and I participated in a soccer league. And it was the first soccer league we'd ever participated in. I was eight, he was nine, and we were terrible. He was terrible, I was terrible. And our team was terrible. Because our team, interestingly, the way that it just fell, our team was pretty much made up of all eight and nine-year-old boys that had never played soccer before. There were like 10 or 12 other teams in the league, and somehow all the kids that didn't know how to play managed to get lumped onto one team, and we were terrible. If memory serves, I don't think we won a single game that season. We went 0-12 or whatever it was. It was terrible. Now we learned a lot. We learned a little, we learned some rules about how to play soccer. We learned how to lose with dignity. You know, always giving high fives to the other team as you walk off the field, and it was good. And we continued to play seasons after that and got better and better and played on better teams that did win. But that first year was terrible. We lost every game. Well, at the end of this zero and twelve season, that was terrible. <laughs> we had our our team had this celebration. We had a, uh, our own area sort of designated underneath uh, in the park underneath one of the um, sort of one of the park covered areas there. And, um, you know, we had this our team got together. We had a big pizza party for this 0-12 season that we had. We celebrated this this terrible season. And at the end of that pizza party, our coach brought in a big box of trophies and gave one of those trophies to every person on our team. And I remember my response and several other of the kids on my team responded the same way. It was like, Coach, we didn't win. Why are you giving us a trophy when we didn't win? And the reason that we asked that question, you should understand, is because my my generation was – I was at the very beginning 
of the first generation to receive participation trophies. I remember my dad and my mom were blown away that we were given trophies as a part of this losing season. Like we came home with trophies and they were like, why'd you get a trophy? Uh, they told us we get a trophy just for participating, but you didn't win. Nope, we didn't win, but they gave us a trophy anyway. Oh, okay. You know, the thing about that trophy is I don't have it anymore. It was never displayed on the mantle in my house. Um, it was never prized by me. I never cared about it. It went in a box somewhere and eventually probably got thrown away. It was meaningless. It was a gesture. And then over the course of my life, as I, I continued to play sports, you know, kind of figure out what I was good at, what I wasn't good at. And when I was in middle school, I, I so over the course of that time, I should say, I amassed a giant heap of participation trophies because that was the thing then. So I had participation trophies for bowling and I had participation trophies for basketball and I had participation trophies for, um, for soccer. Right. And they just, they just all kind of got thrown to the side. They got thrown in a box. They were never put on the mantle or anything. They were never celebrated. It was never a big deal. And then I started wrestling when I was in middle school and I was actually pretty good at wrestling. And uh, I was in the seventh grade. Uh, I remember when this event happened. I was, I want to say, 12 years old, however old you are when you're in seventh grade. And I got, I got invited to this invitational competition with my middle school wrestling team. There's only certain people were invited. You had to have a certain record. I had the record, so I got to go and compete. And I competed in my weight class. I think there were 12 other teams that were invited to participate. And so, you know, I wrestled against five or six other guys. And I beat all of the guys that I wrestled against except for one. I got second place. And so I didn't get a trophy for that. But what I got was a little ribbon. It was a little red ribbon. Just said second place on it. And on the back, it had a little card on it kind of filled out, you know, this such and such invitational, you know, with my name that said that I got second place. You know, I took that ribbon home and it was displayed in my house. It was hung on the wall and it was celebrated. And I believe part of the reason that that ribbon was treated differently is because my parents were actually like baby boomer slash Gen X generation. And they never celebrated any of the participation trophies that we got. But when something was earned, it was celebrated. And I got, over the course of my wrestling career, I got several other little ribbons like that. You don't really get trophies as much when you wrestle, but I got several other ribbons because I was fairly good at it. And so anytime I got a ribbon, that ribbon was celebrated, that ribbon was displayed, and it was made a big deal. And I tell you that to contrast those two things. The participation trophy was meaningless, but the thing that was earned, that was celebrated, that was exalted. And that's what I want to encourage you guys to. We live in a generation where young men are being taught and have been taught. And it's not just it's not just Gen Z. It started with the boomer generation all the way back in the earliest stages of the boomer generation, going back into the 1980s. So if you even if you're one of those guys who says, I was born in the 80s, I'm technically not a millennial. And the sociologists are saying, well, yeah, you are a millennial. Whatever else you want to say, this is one thing you probably have in common with millennials is this idea of participation trophies. Yeah, and what, what has happened with this, it's not just young men that get participation trophies. Young women do too. But what has happened with this over the course of the last 40 years 
what has happened with this is it has taught young men that they should be rewarded for just showing up and that they should expect to be treated like a winner even if they're a loser, that they should expect to be celebrated whether or not they accomplish the thing that they set out to accomplish. And that narrative is a backbreaker for manhood. That narrative is a backbreaker for manhood because God created men to accomplish some things. He created men to be dominion takers, to take dominion, to build things, to grow things, to tear down bad things. He's given us a mission to fulfill. And when a man thinks that he should be celebrated and exalted, even when he didn't accomplish the thing that he set out to accomplish, right? That's, that's, that devalues the work that God has given men to do. And it's not just the participation trophy. A lot of times this, is, this, this kind of participation trophy way of thinking can become part of the culture of our home as well, where we, in two ways, the title of the episode is Don't Let Your Sons Win. One of the ways that dads will give their kids participation trophies is they will compete against their kids and let their kids win, thinking that that builds their kids' confidence. Now, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll, if I'm, if I'm competing against my kids in something and they, I'm going to let them beat me, it's going to be a big joke and they're going to know dad let me win. Never. I've been a dad for almost 21 years now. Never have I ever let one of my sons beat me and let him have it in his mind that he beat me because he was better than me. Never. And the reason why is because I don't believe in lying to my children. That's a violation of the ninth commandment. Instead, when I can, when I let my sons compete against me, I have them compete against me so that they can become better. And I show them how to become better. And I use the competition as a means of helping them to be better. Now, there are some things that my sons have been able to beat me at from a fairly young age. For example, I hate video games. My oldest son, Nathaniel, we had to put big expectations on him. We had to put big barriers, guards up for him with regard to video games because he loved to play video games. And if left to his own devices, he'd sit around and play video games his whole life. He's very, very good at it, though. And if I ever tried to compete with him in a video game starting from a young age 11 12 years old he would beat me every time and you know what good every time he beat me i gave him his due hey good job buddy you beat dad i never let him beat me a single time but he beat me many times and you know what good job you beat dad i gave him his due and that teaches him when you win then you get then you get celebrated then that gets exalted you get that's how you get your, your. Uh, that's how you get your dopamine hit. That's how you get celebrated. That's how you get told that you're doing well. Is 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 you win, and um, you're successful, and you strive to be successful. But if they didn't, I didn't let my kids think that they were going to beat me just because Dad's just going to let you win. Number two is handing out easy praise. Not just letting your kids win just for the sake of letting them win or having a culture of let the little kids win in your home so you teach your older kids to let the little ones win. No, we don't do that. We don't hand out easy victories. Winning is difficult. It's challenging. It's earned with responsibility and commitment and dedication and hard work. 
And we teach, we want to teach our kids from the earliest age that if you want to win, you have to work at it. The, the second thing is easy praise. Just giving our kids easy praise for things that, you know, really that they do that maybe really isn't so great. You know, um, I have some of my kids that are great artists. They're good at drawing things. You know, my older, my, my, of my oldest three, my son, Nathaniel is a great artist. And my daughter, Joanna is a great artist. My son, Malachi was, is between the two of them. He's, uh, he's getting ready to turn 18. He was not a great artist. And I, and so they would all draw pictures and my oldest son would bring me a picture and say, dad, look at what I drew. And if it was good, I would say, that's good, buddy. Keep it up. And my daughter would bring me her pictures and say, dad, look at what I drew. That's, and I'd say, that's good, honey. Keep it up. If it was good. Now, if it wasn't good, I'd say, hey, you know what? I think you could do better on that. And here's maybe, you know, I couldn't give him a lot of pointers on drawing because I'm not a great artist myself. But my son Malachi wasn't a very great artist. And so he would draw things, you know, and I'd say, you know, hey, it's good that you tried. You know, good for trying. You know, but I think you can do better, but good for trying. And you know what eventually ended up happening was he stopped drawing pictures and he started building things. And he would come up with these elaborate things that he would build out of boxes. He'd take duct tape and whatever he could find around the house. And he would build these spaceships and these elaborate forts and, and so on and so forth. And he became a very, very good builder. And so he would make something and he would come to me and say, Dad, look at this ship that I made. And it's like, great job, Malachi. And the reason, part of the reason he started building things is because he wasn't that good at drawing and we didn't treat him like he was good at drawing. And, and because of that, he went and continued to, I mean, he continued to work at drawing and, and so forth, but he went and he looked to find something that he was good at and threw himself into that. And so he became this great, he's great at building. And all of my kids actually have been like that. And so we don't, we don't hand out easy praise. We don't let our children win. We teach them and there are something we teach them. There are some things you're not going to win at because God didn't build you for that. And you need to learn what those things are. And if you are going to win out there in the world, it's going to be because of hard work and dedication. Nobody's going to give you any easy victories out there. Well, what's happened, like I said, I've been a dad for 20, 21 years. What's happened is that this, this can translate into a good bit of success for the kids as they get older because they learn. If I want to be successful, I got to do hard work. Success and victory is for dedication. It's for people that put their mind to something, put their hand to something and keep working at it until they become the best at it. And that's how you, that's how you win. That's how winning is done. And so in particular, when it comes to your sons, man, I know this episode's been a bit long here, but in particular, when it comes to your sons, don't let your sons win. Because you're crippling them for life when you do that. And this is a big deal. Don't let them win. Don't hand out easy praise. Don't be a curmudgeon. Give your kids, give your sons an attaboy when they deserve it. But give it to them when they deserve it. And look for opportunities to give it to them because they deserve it. But don't hand it out easy. Don't hand it out easy. Your children need your approval as a father. But they need your approval for things that are worthy of approval. And that's part of the role of a father in a child's life. So, men, don't let your sons win and don't hand out easy praise.
All right. God bless, brothers.